Welcome everyone and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 84, titled Appreciation. Being noticed and loved for the things you've done or for who you are. How does this apply to you? How and where do you like to be appreciated? And in what areas of your life is it necessary for you to be appreciated? First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review wherever you are. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, everybody feels alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, well, they're not as good as they could be. If things are bad and you're alone, things just got much worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is the key to keeping people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. In the first 20 minutes of the podcast, we model that verse and join each other in our emotions over what we're going through in life. In the second portion, we go over a tip or a topic that will help you do that or help yourself from feeling alone. In the last segment, we go over a random pop culture or news item and apply it to emotional needs. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. That's right. And I'm Eric. Hi, Eric. <laughs> Eric's here. Uh, yeah, you know who's not? And Lots Brian. of people. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Oh, Brian. Poor Brian. Oh, poor Brian's on vacation. Yeah, poor Brian's at the beach. So I, uh, I, I don't really. He's looking out at the ocean right now. But you know what he's doing? He's playing Atlantic City. By Bruce Springsteen. Yes. And then looking around for us. That's right. And not seeing us. What if he's <laughs> listening to us right now? Okay, I will make you <laughs> a lot of bets over a lot of different things. And I will guarantee that I win if the bet is he's not listening, nor will he listen. Um, but, uh, yeah, I uh, usually we talk about food and what we did this week. So, I made. Well, you're going right to the food. I did. I am. I made Jay chicken. You did now. I did. With the how tell, do tell. I <laughs> by the way, it's Tuesday night chicken is what I like to call it. It's Jay chicken. And we like to call it Jay chicken. Yeah, we call it Jay. You call it Tuesday night chicken, we call it Jay chicken. My wife every Tuesday that I come home, did you bring me some Jay chicken? Right. Ah, yes. Um so you gave me some of your spice blend. I did. That was a while back though. It was. It was sealed in a little, you mm-hmm. know. Um and I I just baked it in a in a baking dish. I didn't grill it. I just baked it. Um, you usually grill it. I do. And then reheat it on cut Tuesday. It, cut it into cut slices. Because right. we used to, the full disclosure, we used yeah. to have wing night. Right. But then wings got crazy too expensive. So I just made boneless chicken thigh strip wing nets. Yeah. Do better uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Because they used to have Tuesday night wing night, which was. Two for one, baby. Yeah. And they don't. Back in the day, it was like a nickel a wing. Uh, in maybe, 19, not that, maybe not that cheap. In 1990, <laughs> I was a sophomore in Bloomington, Indiana, and at BW3s, mm. it was Dime Wing Night. Dime Wing Night. That's crazy. That was um, like 30 years ago. I know, but still. Uh, yeah, but still. Um, but I cooked it in uh, in a baking dish and just put it in the oven at 425. Um, and. I tossed it in the in the seasoning before I put it in. Um, Meaning, like you covered it in the seasoning. Yeah, like a lot. Uh, I mean, there was like my, when you said that, I thought like shake and bake. Yeah, I mean, I did it in a bowl and just just covered it and and then too much. It might have been because it it's a, too much. It's a little Chalky. spicier. A little sp- like as in temperature. No. Well, <laughs> no temperature in well, spice. Like, yes, Scoville. Yeah. I, I felt like it was a little spicier than it is on Tuesday. It's good. Right. I'm not saying it's bad. It's good. Yeah. If so, it might be a little heavy on the spice, but I mean, the the amount, you remember the amount that you gave me? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, uh, well, no. it was like half of one of those little mini right. Rubbermaid containers. Probably three or four tablespoons. I'd say it's probably pretty accurate. 
Um, and it was like, I don't know, six or seven pieces, chicken thighs. Mm. And you used it's probably it all. Yeah. You used it all? Yeah. Eh, a little thick. A little yeah. heavy. But it's good. Squirt a lime wouldn't have killed you. Mm. I mean, I can still do that. Because when I do it on the stovetop, like I'll do it on do uh, it cast iron. Cast iron, yeah. Sear it and then just throw it in the oven to finish. Um, I'll probably use almost half of the spice that I do when I grill it. Mm, okay. I don't know why. It's probably see once again. If I knew what I was doing, I would know why I do. Well, that. right, because I wonder like it, like I guess it falls off. Falls to, off. I was going to say not to go like Alton Brown, but like there's probably a different science behind exposed fire flame. Right, versus it probably burns off a on, lot of the right, right spice. The excess. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but it turned out great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, I can use that for the picture this week, actually, there for the go. episode. Um, and this weekend. I'm going to give a shout out because um, I also want to talk about um, we've, we've talked about this before, but we've updated our relational needs questionnaire, which is on lunchtimeandrome.com. Love it, by the way. It's, it's so, good so much better. So much. If you took it before with the percentages, take it. Thank again. you so much. Yeah. Throw it away. You took one for the <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah. You it's took like one for the team. It's all grown up now. <laughs> you were like an astronaut that went off early and didn't <laughs> yeah, quite right. make it to the moon. It's so <laughs> much better now. And um, we will send you a semi-personalized email it's kind of a template that we use but it's a much more it's a, it's a better email with some better background and better definition of, of what you're looking at in terms of your score and everything like that so please take it but um shout out to uh matt my buddy matt who took it and uh, i'm not going to talk about his score tonight but um i asked him to take it and he took it so thank you matt um, but we went and saw him and his wife, Jordan, and uh, their two kids, uh, Elijah and Titus. You had a roast. I had a roast. It was excellent. Thank you, Jordan. That was delicious. But they live out in Greensburg. And, um, you know, we have Maggie, and she's two now, and they have Elijah. He's three, and Titus is a, is a newborn. Whoa, Titus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, whoa, uh, whoa. What? Go ahead. Oh, you're going a different direction. Please you're go. You're going Titus Andromedon. I am not. Oh. Okay. Go where you were going. going. I'm going uh, Titusville. Oh, oh yeah. That yeah, that's must be what he's named after. Ever that's heard of it? Ville is his middle name. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that, that is the perfect name. <laughs> um, but they have three children. No. What? Start over. Who's Will. Titus? They're newborn. Ah. Yeah, I thought you said somebody was three, somebody was two, and somebody was one. Maggie was two. Maggie's two. Elijah. Maggie's yours. Right. So, so they have two. One's three and one's newborn. Right. Okay. I yeah. you're telling me, because I thought they had two. Yes. But then here I hear three names, three, two, and one. And I'm like, they hurry up and add another one. Well, and I'm like, why, why would you have <laughs> the, three kids in three years? Like, <laughs> the math doesn't work. Right. And Maggie um, had got to have some age-appropriate interaction. Yes. That's fun. And ty- and Elijah has a trampoline, like a little, a little mini one for like the living room. We need to get one of these. Does it have a handle? Yes. We used to have one of those. Oh, my gosh. This is like the... Burn out the energy. Yes. And Maggie loved it. Uh, she's getting one. I don't know when, but we're we're, we're stocking Facebook Marketplace to find one. Because I think they said they got it, I think, on like Facebook Marketplace for like 20 bucks or something like that. I'm like, yep. Yep. That sounds about right. Yeah. No, that's, that's a burn out the energy. We had one in the basement, yep. in the balls room. And speaking of that, and that was the that was the fun thing that we did this week, and we had, we had a blast with them. It was it was a good time. Um, looking forward to seeing them again. And um, tonight, I was actually FaceTiming with Matt, talking about something. I was outside with Maggie in the backyard. I was literally catching, I was, I was literally playing fetch with Maggie, with a Frisbee in the backyard. And I was like, this is just burning out energy, <laughs> running out the clock definitely, right now. Definitely something a mother doesn't say about their children. No. They never use the word fetch. No. Unless it's fetch me a something. Right. No, we were playing fetch. I right. was throwing the disc, and Who's she was going girl? to get it. Who's a good girl? Who's a girl? <laughs> go get it. She wouldn't. Go You're get like, it. drop it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. She's pretty good at it, though. I'll tell you that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> girl's got potential she said yeah <laughs> yeah got to get her some scooby snacks <laughs> so yeah that was, that's it was pretty- a good time and how'd she do like because that's your big thing is oh yeah being an only child and being doted on she definitely by her grandparents yeah right right she definitely um is learning how to share and take turns um which was really good um so i appreciate I really appreciate that time with them because right yeah. now there's really like you know church we don't have nursery going on, you know really we only have um, time with other families that that are willing to meet and and have that time with. with she basically our kids. her social group is a bunch of like forty year olds, right? Yeah, 
She's super mature for her age. <laughs> she wants to hold a wine tasting next week. It's just getting weird now. She keeps she's, talking about the tannins so and the cool. red wines, really just having the bite <laughs> yeah, that she's right? looking for. <laughs> so it's got legs or whatever. Isn't that what it's called? Uh, that, that is the thing of, of wine. Yes. Yeah, right? See, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, yes. Jay! How you yes. Um, I'm good. Uh, busy, but good. Um, I have a wedding coming up this weekend, which is good. Uh, it's a former volleyball player, former Young Life guy. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. But they moved the football game to Saturday, so I won't be going to the reception, which kind of stinks. Like, Burlap will be there. Mm, Burlap Jones. Burlap Jones, one of the greatest nicknames I've ever handed out. <laughs> um, so I have to go do the wedding, then hurry home to do the, the football game, which, because of they're always away, uh, they're afraid of an outbreak of COVID. So the first football game is senior night. Because if somebody tests positive and they have to shut it down for a couple of weeks. So that's always by far the most on point night of announcing. Because you have to announce every senior in the band, every senior in cheerleading, every senior on the football team. It's a lot. You have to name, you have to announce the, whoever is escorting them. You have to mix it up from escorting or walking with or accompanied by and not get into any habits. And no matter what, you end up with the name. And there's an order they're supposed to be in. But they're not always in that order. And so I have Todd next to me with the binoculars. And if it's football players. <laughs> spot and making sure it's who it really is. Yeah. yeah. And he'll say like one man, one woman. Because I might have two female names. Right. And so then, you know. But it's fun. It's what I, I mean. That's I love that. Like when it's on and it's pressure and the order's out of order and the names are wrong. And like, and it's crazy. I absolutely love that because I'm like, nobody else can handle this right now. Like, this yeah. is my world. Yeah. I can do this. You are great. I'm announcer. not going to flip out. I'm just going to do it yeah. and I'll get it and it's fine. And there's like, there's times where I have asked the cheerleading coach twice and the actual girl once or twice. And then when the mom comes and it's like, you know, is it Darice or Darice? And then the girl comes out and I was like, well, I've asked four times. <laughs> I'm staring at her right now. So I'm like, Next up, Greece. Like you just, like, you just <laughs> slide like, push right through, through it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You push through it, and you look them right in the eyes, and you're like, "Sorry, sorry, just sorry." <laughs> they look know. up at you like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> we wrote it phonetically and stamped it on your forehead." <laughs> well, I'll be there walking across that field, <gasps> and so I will. That's yeah. right. Wow. Yeah, Ben. <sighs> ben is uh, a senior in band this year, so I will. I'll do one of these, Jay. You know, giving you the the point up to the press box and acknowledgement. Yeah, oh, I appreciate that point. I will. I will accept that point. I'm ben Hamin Ben Davidson being escorted by his mothers Chris and Amy <laughs> Davidson it's never too early for one of those jokes <laughs> we don't do enough of those on the podcast we no, treat no. it with so much respect on the podcast <laughs> that'd be so great and Jared of course points out that Todd is the real MVP just ask Todd he is Oh. He's the glue that keeps uh, everything together. He's the glue behind the curtain. He is the glue behind the man. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mix uh, metaphors, but... Uh. Uh, Food-wise, I actually was at the Verona Farmer's Market, mm. and I got myself some patty pan squash. I have and no idea what that is. I have no idea what that is, but Never then you'd it. see it. Are those the little flat ones? They are, but this one was not. Uh. This was a big boy patty pan. Looks like a flying saucer. Okay. Um, there are little teeny tiny ones, but this one is about this big. I wonder if you could throw those as a disc. Well, you can throw anything like a disc. Oh, all right. Is it a gourd? Like, it's a squash. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's, I think, 1.2 billion types of squash. Okay. Um, so I got that and a butternut squash. And, you know, I always buy stuff at the farmer's market. Like, you know, my heart just, I don't know why. I really feel connected to, like, farmers just because I have nothing to do with them. Maybe, mm -hmm. but I recognize hard work, and so yeah. mm -hmm. I'll, I'll my bill will be like eleven dollars and fifty cents, and I'll, I'll say to them, ah, "That's not going to do. I got to buy more." Right, and they're like, "Whatever, you can buy what you want." Right, and so I get it up to about seventeen, and I always tell them to keep the change. Yeah, and then they always look at me, and I go, "You're not getting rich, are you?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "Well, then there, fine, right, take right, the take it." So you appreciate do, them. What do I, I do? What do I want for butternut or pot, patty pan squash? Nothing. I don't care. I'm not a big squash guy, so I let it sit there, and I'm finally like, I got to cook it. But I was having some other, uh, some leftover taco meat and some Mexican food like that. I'm like, oh, I gotta make make it Mexican style, and so I, I did, and I added just a bunch of like some chipotle powder, a little bit of thyme, a little bit of oregano, uh, a little paprika, salt, pepper, roasted it off. The patty pan was fine. It's a little almost in the pumpkin family, like the seeds are still in it and they're pronounced mm -hmm. and they're there. Mm -hmm. 
and they say you can eat the skin but do you want to no you you can't i mean i guess you can you're gonna work for it though and yeah (laughs) but it was like i'll tell you what i did with the butternut squash it was sort of what i did the equivalent of what i do with my sweet potato hash that i made it not taste like like how the sweet potato hash doesn't taste like sweet potatoes it tastes like a southwestern potato dish Butternut squash didn't taste like butternut squash. It tasted like a southwestern little something-something. And, as you know, I'm my biggest critic. Yeah. And when I was done, I was like, ah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm like, I did it. I did exactly what I wanted to do. Nice. Ah, man. Isn't it nice when you execute on something? It's pretty rare first time through for me. Yeah. I was going, that was close. Sure. I mean, how many times a year are you going to cook a patty, what is it? Patty pan. Patty pan squash. And butternut. I didn't love the patty pan, to be very honest with you. And I still have an acorn squash, but what do you do with that? Same thing. Right. <laughs> that one's you just cut, cut, cut it down the middle and you roast it. We've got like five different squashes decorating our uh, our front stoop right now. I would not cook those. <laughs> yes. Chris? Hey. Hey, buddy. Um, Sorry to wake you. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm loving this. Um, I am, I'm in Brian's recliner tonight, yeah, you're so in if, the I, spot. if I doze I'm not going to be there much longer. Hunter sent no. me the picture of the desk, right. so like, it's, that's out of right. here. The we'll new the desk, desk is coming. Oh, yeah. it's so exciting. So my week, um, you know, I, I hate to be a broken record, but we're just so right now still into that, you know, getting back into school and, and it's all still so different. Have you grabbed an administrator by the throat yet and say, <laughs> don't say new normal, don't <laughs> say new normal, right? Um, and, and as you know, there's just, just when you get settled into a certain routine, something else changes. Yeah. And, you know. We're, Especially we're right now, mul- you know, multiple sort of uh, jack of all trades, I guess. That as far as like you know, teaching in classroom, teaching online, doing this, doing that. So um, yeah, it's just that's a little awkward, but um, but it consumes your every day, right? Right, and it's when it's not normal. It's like even though, like for example, we're in a, a shorter day, we're in like our hybrid schedule, so the students leave a little early, still exhausted. I'm still exhausted, right? Even You're though it's like, oh, they are paying me to do this, right? Yeah, it's still, you know, anytime you do something new, it it, it takes a little more out of you until you get used to it, I guess. But and I am getting used to it, but uh, it's uh, and it's you know, I'm still I'm loving teaching, I'm loving getting in there with the kids, and and still get I I get to travel classroom to classroom, which is a little awkward, but it also has been fine. Mister Music's here. <laughs> yeah. Do you catch any ish? from the classroom teachers like oh you don't know what it's like being in here all day or imagine grading papers or actually there hasn't been any of that no it's it's been very like easy going as far as interaction between teachers and we're all just you know supporting each other so that has been a real positive uh and they are going through a lot they have a lot of online stuff and i'm doing some online stuff too but um I would I would venture to say that the regular classroom teachers are doing more than me online, and um, it's just it's just all it's all in right now, and I feel like it's it you know a lot of teachers are putting in extra time, extra hours, and and um, things that they in ways that they had not previously you know in previous oh, sure. years. So it's just everybody's just going trying to 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 make the best of of a very strange situation and th- oh, i'm sorry go ahead are you going on to food or are you sticking with school i was going to do one other thing real quick before. you have all the time in the world to do that but i'll stay on the school topic yeah. because you know I, it's probably one of the most under i don't say reported but under talked about um challenges travesties uh that this whole time period has brought upon <laughs> our land but i mean <laughs> yeah like for kids you know i heard the story of somebody who came to church and their their uh nephew is the only kid in his kindergarten kindergarten class not in pennsylvania but it doesn't matter who isn't going to school he's doing distance learning okay so every day this kindergarten child five years old has to log on to watch the rest of his friends and classmates mm. have class mm. and he's the only one not there and so the effect this has on everything from him to seniors in high school, but the effect that it has on, you know, non reading, writing, arithmetic teachers to mm-hmm. the effect it has on the classroom teachers to mm-hmm. the effect that it has, you know, I've spoken with several teachers who have kids 
almost half of their kids haven't logged in to certain classes. And they said, if the nine weeks ended today, half of their kids would fail. Well, what's going to happen right. in a curriculum meeting in a school board when they say, yeah, we have to fail half of the class? Hmm. What do you do then? Well, and yeah. And the other end of that same issue is at some point, hopefully soon, a lot of those kids are returning to the classroom. And how far behind are they going to be? And then all of a sudden the teachers are doing, basically, they're teaching two classes at once, you know, and then it's, what do we do? And I don't want to play my cards too soon, but you guys might be able to figure out. I kind of want schools to be open. This right. may shock you. Oh, but, I didn't know that about I you. think it's far more healthy for kids to be in school. And what I'm finding yeah. is it's going to be far more healthy for teachers to just teach. Right. And not facilitate online teaching. Well, I can't imagine. Eh, to a certain extent, I can. Um, like I we, disagree with me. <laughs> we do, you know, we're meeting via, we have WebEx, but it's like Zoom, you know on you know at work and it's fine you know we get we're doing it but i can't imagine like teaching kids yeah over that it's got to be so but you're not is the point in penn hills they're learning through a separate mm-hmm. lecture series called a or ingenuity so the teachers aren't even teaching they're facilitating their right. online teaching right so it's not like they're creating their own stuff yeah and sending it to the kids right and it's a little different everywhere. Like right, that, right. That's how it is in my district, too, is that they're doing an online thing. But in Amy's district, she does have to do online lessons. Right. Like, it's a, right. like she has to record and Which makes for easier transition and, when they come back because they've been learning from her the whole time. That my, makes sense. My yeah. point is, though, is, yeah. like, it's still all fatiguing. Right. Right. You know. And you're, you're dealing with adults who have to log on or they don't get paid. Right. Right. You have a, right. Everybody's you know. doing their job, you know, whereas, you know. Student. And so far, Latrobe School District, and I just yesterday I saw that Seneca Valley are coming back to five days in school, and so I'm like, you know, let's just get that ball rolling. Yeah. Let's just, cause, because, <laughs> and that's what I said, even selfishly, like if it's just this much of a train wreck, and that even the teachers who might be a little bit concerned about coming back into the school full time mm-hmm. would be like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. The, mm. the kids aren't listening. The kids aren't responding. Yeah. And then the administrators can look at it and go. We can't be the school district that fails half of a class. Mm, mm-hmm. So we need to get them into the schools. That's my hope anyhow. Right. Yeah. Point number two from Chris was. Uh, well, I just want to go, you know, positive. And again, not that I, I'm having a good time at work. It's just exhausting. But also, we're entering one of my favorite times of year. I love the weather in early fall. They call and- him Pumpkin Spice Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we went out disc golfing on Sunday perfect weather yeah. i made sure this time that i just stopped ever occasionally and just looked up and looked around and took a deep breath and just really enjoyed nature and you know just the weather and the atmosphere that we were in um just you know it's like a the most beautiful hike through the woods and fields plus you're playing disc golf i mean it was just i mean that is so therapeutic to me right now so i'm just really appreciative it was appreciative so, of so that good time to get out. And, yeah. so good to get out yeah there was a t-shirt when I, those uh, six months that I took jujitsu and it says, I wonder if jujitsu thinks about me when I'm not there. And I thought I should get a disc golf t-shirt. It says, <laughs> I wonder if dis- disc golf is thinking about me. <laughs> what's, boy, what's whole nine doing right now? <laughs> I wonder if anybody's taking care of it. <laughs> yeah. It, the, the sky couldn't have got any bluer. Right. Like it oh, was man. just perfect. Humidity lower. Ugh. Air yeah. fresher, like lower low seventies, just slight breeze once in a while. I just, yeah, I love this time of year. Me too. I'm with you. And this whole week has just been good. And it looks like the next couple of days are going to be great. Yeah. So yeah. next week, eh, we'll see. But right now, loving it. Yeah. And then food, real quick. I made. Oh, I Chris, you are that. important. Oh, I this, you take your time. But I really, I appreciate you, and I appreciate your appreciate. Anyway, we're going to talk about appreciation in a minute. <laughs> too much. But, Food-wise, I'm actually going to talk about my meal that I made this what? week. I know. I'm going to uh, let the kids uh, go in the background here. You're Sunday night, aren't you? I no. am actually Tuesday. You're Tuesday. That's right. I am Tuesday. Amy is Monday. Lily Bug is Sunday? You've got it all down, man. Okay. That's crazy. That's awesome. Hey, I don't <laughs> no. even know the names of everybody in his family, let alone what <laughs> night they're cooking food. Well, I'm just kind of keeping track on who's making what, and I'm like, what? What, what day should I go over and crash dinner? Right, right. <laughs> so, and 
and the other side of the story is, you know, I've talked about Sunbasket, our like delivery meal service in the past. And um, I don't know if I mentioned that when we went to this fall schedule of each of us taking a night to cook. We canceled our Sunbasket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we, we were getting some, you know, just sort of in a rut and the same kind of meals and stuff. And and so the kids yeah. were really sick of, of it. And um, the challenge was then, okay, we can unsubscribe to Sunbasket if you guys step up and we'll cook a meal. And so that's how the whole thing really started. Yeah, I'm saving a little Jing Jing. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it can add up having. Uh, yeah. Who knew? That it can be a little expensive to have people prepare your meal for you and mail it to you. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. But um, I made for the first time in, well, it's been a minute, uh, my homemade chili. And that is a serious comfort food for me. Beans, no beans? Beans. Beans. Um, and I, I, I pick some different beans. And this is actually my dad's recipe. So I have to give him props, too, because um, I, I grew up with this chili. And it's different than a lot of other chilies. It, it's a very soup-like chili. Okay. And like you want to pour it over a hot dog kind of a chili. N- no. What? Right. Yeah, I would say opposite. I don't know. Yeah. Want... Like a thick chili would be like a chili yeah. dog, you know, like it doesn't run. Right. Like there's yeah. not a lot of does, broth. This, this is like a stew. This is Maybe like more a... of a stew chili. Right. Sure. Not a soup. Because when I say soup, like when I think of not like a chili, chili dog, it just pours all over the dog. Really? Where are you getting your chili dogs? Midwest. Ah. Because I'm like, it's... Uh, anyway yeah i think of it as like the story is more of a soupy stewy it's a soupy chili one of the key ingredients it's a v8 base okay so it's not just tomato juice it's not whatever else people use i don't even know because this is the chili i've always made but it's a it's a can of v8 and it just gives that i don't know that tangy tomatoey vegetable broth yeah that is awesome i always pick two kinds of beans just depending on what's in stock at the store I, I like to go black eyed peas. This time they were out of them. I went pinto beans and black beans. I do like black beans in things. Yeah. Yeah. Because black beans by themselves, no. Nope. nope. Too chalky? Sure. All right. Hmm. And um, cut up onion and green pepper. And a, I just used a can of diced tomatoes. Sometimes I use fresh tomatoes. This time it was just a can of diced tomatoes. Obviously, some ground meat. Um, add my own salt, pepper, chili powder, let it simmer for as long as I can, depending on, you know, how much time we have. Yeah, how much chili think. powder? Mm, I, I honestly eyeball it. I mean, like I'll pour it into my hand approximately a tablespoon at a time. So I'll use about four tablespoons. Mm, that's a good bit amount. Yeah. And cumin? Um, sometimes. I did not do that this time. But, uh, yeah, other than that, just really salt people and pepper. People crazy with their chilies. So, like, I do one-eighth of a te- teaspoon of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Or they do cocoa, or they do coffee. or they I do, do not like the sweetened nope. things. No, nope. I did it once, and I was like, hey, guess what? That's cinnamon in my chili. Yeah, like right. Just, That's not my thing. I don't I add cinnamon. Like that. I don't mind the cocoa, because there's a, there's a recipe um, we made that was, was called chocolate chili. But it tastes like my mom's recipe, which is not... My mom's recipe, but my what my mom used to make to imitate Skyline chili. Right. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. What, Skyline chili or that? Chi- well, I like what, what my mom. It's the same thing. Right. But it's mm. oh, it's so good. <laughs> I think Jay doesn't like it. No. Pretty sure. Mind you, going to school in Bloomington, Indiana, I have a lot of people from Cincinnati. Oh, Charles, Skyline's best. And then you finally have it, and you're like, it's bad spaghetti and bad chili. How did, mm. that doesn't. Two negatives don't make a positive. Right. I like it. And yeah. that's okay. And I celebrate the fact that you like that. Right. Not much. Though. We can celebrate our differences. That's yeah. nice. I don't like beans in my chili. You're more of a Texas guy. Sure. I guess. Yep. But maybe it's because like the majority of my life I've had kidney beans in my chili. Right. That's what I was going to say. And I think I would like it if I did something. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like a. Green eggs and ham. Like an overkill. Like you can do bean overkill. Like kidney bean overkill in, chi- in chili. Oh, yeah. I do not. I just use those two small cans and I use like a variety of beans. I never use kidney beans. I feel like they're just too big or too. Yeah, dialysis uh, chili. Uh. Right with no kidney. I don't know. I, just, I can't find it. Bad. Uh-huh. it was not, bad. Uh-huh. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's me for the week. You know, chili something I've never I've made it a lot, but I've never made it and been like, that's it. Mm. But you think there's so many variables into it, right? Right. And you said earlier about the tomatoes. I was watching the kitchen 
What? Good big inhale guy. Yeah, no, I was going to agree with you. Like, chili is one of those things I'm like, it's chili. Right. At at its best, it's fine. Yeah, like, I'm not, like, it doesn't excite me. I'm glad it excites you. I'm attached nostalgically to this recipe. And it's not a complicated recipe, but And I think that's why, that might be one of the reasons why I like the Skyline so much is, like, because I'm, like, so, like, it's chili. I mean, I like chili. It's not like I don't like it. But, like, the Skyline chili was different. And I'm, like, ooh, I like the spice mix in this. And I, uh, it's just different. And for me with chili, um, I was definitely going to say something else about chili, but for me, it's a burden in that I don't just eat chili. Like the chili comes and then I want to put fresh onions, fresh tomatoes, fresh jalapenos, fresh cheese, let it melt down a little bit. Like Right, right. 25 minutes into just reheating a bowl <laughs> of chili if i'm going to do all that you know green onions even a little bit scallions on top so that to me that's what makes the chili is all the stuff you put on top at the end okay yeah. point i was going to say is on the kitchen this week alex gordon shelley was talking about how when you're doing a she wasn't making chili but she was making something stewy that it's good to do fresh tomatoes but still always add a can of tomatoes there's sort of a depth of flavor with the canned tomatoes okay that you're not getting from a fresh tomato interesting and i thought that makes sense yeah I appreciated the fact that she did that, which leads us once again for the 50th uh, time today using the word appreciation. We got into a conversation on our way to disc golf, and we were talking about appreciation and how some people feel appreciated uh, differently than others or how even though you might have sorry, the need to be appreciated – it may not manifest itself in the same way with every person, which gave us the idea to sort of take that in the fact that last week we did self-deprecation 2.0, that we want to take a look at each emotional need week by week and really go a little bit deeper into it and see why, even though as you take our relational needs questionnaire and it says your score for appreciation is nine, which would be high, 10 is the highest, right? why some ways to be appreciated matters and to you some ways don't how does appreciation affect you eric um i definitely like to be appreciated um is it one of your highest needs uh i can't remember maybe maybe not right the the story it's not one of my lowest i know that um and i can look at my my score here in a second um but i definitely like to be appreciated and I like to I like to be I know one of the questions is you like to know where you stand with like your superiors or whatever. I forget what the the exact question is. On but, the questionnaire, sure. Yeah. But um I definitely like to know that I'm appreciated by people like above me, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, whether it be work or or whatever. So I know I know that much. I know I I like it when I, I do like it when somebody shows appreciation for something that I've done. Um, and when you say that, do you mean work most of the time? No, not necessarily. Um, it could mean, you know, me making dinner or me just doing something as, as a, like a good husband does. Like Amy, Amy, like out of the blue, will sometimes say like, I'm really glad you work so hard for us so that we can live in this house and, and that kind of thing. I, that makes me feel, it makes me feel good. That as, makes me feel good just hearing that she says that to you. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Like, it's just something that, that, that I appreciate. Um, and it's it's one of those things, like, I didn't know I needed it until, until like, you, you hear it, right? Um, but what say you? Well. Chris? Yeah. Well, I look at my score. Okay, yeah. You look at your score, and I will talk. I, I um was thinking about this earlier today and I feel almost like I'm schizophrenic when it comes to appreciation because, and it's sort of a middle score for me. It's not a huge need. It's not a scary thing either. Although sometimes I, I don't want it, but I do feel like it's, I, I enjoy sometimes getting appreciated, but I don't want to be sort of the, the center of attention either. So it really depends on the setting. Um, and other times, <laughs> I feel like, uh, like at work, for example, I, I like to be appreciated. And if I do something, 
above and beyond or just some whatever helping somebody out then you know they show appreciation and that makes me feel good uh but i wasn't seeking that out and then there are other times i was thinking about my relationship with amy and there are times where i think i i premeditatively want appreciation Mm -hmm. and so i'm like "Ooh, if i do this i bet amy will say this and then when that doesn't happen I feel like yes, it's the worst, and so, but again, it's it's almost schizophrenic in the sense that eh. sometimes I don't want it, sometimes I but do. But see, that's the exact point of why we're doing this is to show that even though you, in general you have the need, it's specific to circumstance or to situations, and you're sitting here saying, "Well, I'm schizophrenic," throwing out a you know a psychological term. What the reality is. You have it in certain circumstances, and you don't have it in others. And in ways, you don't want it right. because you don't, you know, you will feel like you're not worthy because of your self-deprecation. Right. So in some ways, if somebody really appreciates you, you're going to feel awkward. Right. And you're going to feel undeserving. But in certain instances in relationships and things like that, whether it be work, whether it be in your marriage or whatever else, hey, I really do want it then. And so that's why we have to be aware of it or else we just walk around feeling like, well, I want appreciation, but I don't. So I'm a big jerk (laughs) and I'm mentally unstable. Right. Um, So stop (laughs) self-deprecating in that moment and realize it's about refining where and how you would like where it matters to you. Yeah. And I wondered if Eric would bring that up uh, because, well, we talked about it in a previous episode about how um, you guys do that award at work. Yes. And it's like. Sometimes oh, you, I feel like it's like I'm not deserving of it because right, 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 right. So right, it's right. like you want appreciation yet you don't want appreciation. I just want quiet appreciation. Yeah, <laughs> like a little <laughs> on the side. Quiet. Yeah, that's comfy. <laughs> yeah, right, right, comfy. Um, but yeah, and I I do resonate with what you're saying, Chris. Of you think you're like gonna nail, you know, <laughs> right. what you're doing something. And, and, oh, man, she's going to appreciate this so much and she's going to love it. You know, not that you're looking for anything great, but you're just, you know, like, you're just looking for something like, oh, I'm so glad you did this or, right. or whatever. Just notice it. And notice then, it. And then, right, exactly. <laughs> and then it doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I've done, I've done that with some, with some stuff. And that's why if we go back to, you know, the tenets of a successful relationship, the characteristics of a successful relationship is the one we talk about really the most. You know, we certainly don't talk about having God be the center of your relationship. And we do talk about mutual giving, but we talk about being open and honest and vulnerable. Yeah. And so, you know, those are one of those things where you you want to pull your, in your case, you want to pull Amy aside and be like, hey, listen, you know, the other day I did this. And it, it, full disclosure, I was really excited for you to appreciate me. And that's not fair to you because I, I sort of like, I was already expecting you to do it. And that's irrespective of what was going on in your life. Mm-hmm. But when I do those things in the future, it would mean a ton to me if you could acknowledge that and appreciate it. Okay, so right. now she knows. And, and the argument against that is, well, if I have to tell somebody to do it, it won't feel good. Uh, number one, it's going to feel a whole lot better than when they don't at all. And now it's going to enable them to love you in that regard and say, oh, this right. means something to him. Now it's also scary because then what if she doesn't do it? Right. Or, you know. For each of us, whoever their significant other is. But if not, we just keep doing these games where I'm going to keep doing this until they do it. And then I get mad and they don't even know that it's going on. Right. It is. It's like mind games and becomes passive aggressive. And and that's, you know, the danger of the the road you you walk down if you if you start doing that, I guess. But for me, you know, I do have a high need for appreciation. And I have found more often than not, I like it when it's task oriented. You know, something as simple as I've cut the grass when Rachel says, boy, the grass looks nice. And, you know, I, I even have Joe will come in and be like, boy, that pattern looks good on the grass, dad. Like he knows, OK, that's going to make dad feel good. Yeah. You know, if I do something for you and I was thinking about it because I did a lot for my mom this week because she had a flat tire. She said her tire was going flat. So I drove over to take it to get fixed. And I'm like, oh, mom, it's not going flat. It is flat. <laughs> but and she was, you know, just overwhelmed and everything else. And that didn't really I don't know. That didn't make me feel great. The appreciation she gave me because it was like, well, of course I'm going to do this. You're my mother, Mm. whatever. But it's for me, it's task oriented. If I do something for you, I want to feel appreciated when, um, where I, where it doesn't hit me as strong is sort of things like, Hey Jay, you're really good at this or, 
Um, like, it, like with cooking, when you guys point out what's cooking, I'll be very quick with the self-deprecation of, yeah, but it wasn't this. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's something that I know, like a characteristic, I can slough that off. Like, Jay, you're really good at announcing. Okay, great. Well, that's what I'm gifted at. We're all gifted at something else. I just found mine. You know, you're, which one of my favorite compliments of all time is somebody who knew I was a pastor, came to a basketball game, came up to me afterwards and said, you really missed your calling. You should have been an announcer. And I'm like, it's a calling to be a pastor. Like, <laughs> but my point is like, I don't get points for those things because that's just who I am. Sure. But if I have shown, if I've taken some energy to do something for you, I didn't have to do right. that. It, then I want the appreciation. When you go above and beyond. Right. It's not just that's who you are. To me. Yes. It's what you it's do. It's what I've done. Yeah. Exactly. Because who I am, well, that's who I am. I didn't do anything for that. Right, right. I'm grateful to God that he made me <laughs> as good <laughs> as I am, right? But as far as what have I accomplished or what have I done for you, that's where I like the appreciation. That speaks to me. Like, I, I feel that as well. And um, I wonder, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's the more common way to look at it. Because it... It just, but in my brain, that makes sense. Is like, oh, is it something I've done, or is it just like if it's just me being me? I haven't, I haven't put any effort in, or or haven't. I mean, not that you don't put effort into the things, you know. No, I'm with that, you. Yeah, but it's, a, I it's just a said different that. kind of effort, I guess. Right. Um, but that all, and it also goes back to, you know, the way we were raised and where we either had it met that need or it didn't get met. And, and I've said this and I will say it all the time. There is no real rhyme or reason, but there's always a cause. So you have this need because it was always met or you have this need because it wasn't met mm. or, you you know, and vice versa is true as well. So maybe, you know, it sometimes it makes us uncomfortable when it's met. And so therefore you don't want it. So there's all kinds of reasons. And if you take some time with a loved one and talk about it, hey, how come, you know, you go backwards you can find that, which then gives you the opportunity to heal some past hurts. You know, if you say, when I did my chores all the time, nobody ever said a word to me. Mm. And Amy says, you know what, Chris? I'll bet you were just so good at just doing your chores. And it breaks my heart that nobody ever acknowledged that. And you'd go, wow, thanks, honey. And and that's how it's supposed to work and how we get caught up right, um, in that kind of healing process. You know what I was never good at? Chores. Yeah. I was a huge <laughs> procrastinator. What? It was, I, what? I, don't know, I, I, know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen me like running late for things or anything what? like that. Yeah. I've never talked about that. I do have to give my wife props real quick, though, since I did, you know, critique her, uh, you know, appreciating you me. You mean express a hurt? Oh, that's what I meant. Yes. When I expressed. Yes, exactly. But she does. Um, when I'm not expecting it, when I'm not looking for appreciation, she will say something nice and appreciative about and it's like out of the blue and it's like something i didn't even consider and so i guess on one hand and how does that hit you when she does that it um <laughs> you do love me <laughs> now that's a little confusing it's a little yeah it's almost like oh you that, that was a that was a big deal or that was a right yeah so what about other things that i've done like the big deal thing? <laughs> and then he goes into i'm the worst husband in the world <laughs> right well at the very least i do i mean it's nice to hear the words. It is. But um, it's also, yeah, it, I guess confusing is a good word for it. Like, it just, it catches you off guard. And sure. you're like, wow, I didn't even think that was was a thing. Yeah. But that's why we're doing this. Because then how frustrating it is for her when she says, man, he's always asking me to appreciate him. Out of the blue, I chose to appreciate him and it didn't even matter to him. So then she's like, forget that. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried and I failed. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't fail. I tried and he's a jerk. Right. But so that's why we want to, A, be aware. Well, how does that manifest itself? How is it that I, when I teach people how to love each other through pre-marriage teaching, I always say, give legs to the need. Okay. You know, you need this. How can they meet this? How can they make this into an action where you're going to feel like they met the need? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing here. And it's why we're important, why it is important to do that with those who are closest to you. It's almost like communication is essential in a relationship. Like you need to be open, you need to be honest, and you need to be vulnerable. Crazy. All of us, I think, can do better. All of us can do better. And uh, I can tell you, some guy that wasn't appreciated this uh, past, I think it was this past weekend. Yeah. Uh-oh. Carson Wentz, who was also. Do tell. Who was also uh, one of my quarterbacks in my fantasy, in our fantasy mm-hmm. league. Um, 
other one being Drew Brees. Carson Wentz Ugh. gets booed off the field, even though there are no fans at the stadium. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> Whoa. Well, this is embarrassing. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz get, got booed off the field not once, but twice this Sunday live on Fox, and there weren't even any fans at the game. That's got to be an all-time low for Wentz. You really have to give it up for the second guy on this one. I mean, this is just classic stuff. Nothing fills in, in for fans at the link better than the boo track when the Eagles are playing this bad. Oh, my gosh. Do better, Carson Wentz. Oh, <laughs> is that no. literally what it says? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the B, so that's why. Even though Wentz and his offense didn't actually hear the boos Fox viewers heard, I'm sure they've since visited the Internet and found out what the sound guy and many Eagles fans thought of their play. To be fair, the Eagles, they had their hands full all game with the dominant Rams team. But let's be honest, when you start the game with a turnover go down big make a nice little comeback only to throw a pick in the end zone on a play that would have put you up you kind of deserve to get booed oh and then you go and get blown out come on man yikes philly you got booed by a sound guy come on man come so, on man that confuses me i thought they pumped the sound into the stadium no what do they have like when you're watching a game now. No, it's on the broadcast. It's on the broadcast. Oh my gosh, I totally thought you it was thought in there, the stadium. And you thought you were hearing the sound of the sound going into the stadium? Yes. Yeah, no. I thought it was so, <laughs> I would thought it was supposed to be at least on some level helpful for the players to get sort of a normal atmosphere in in the stadium. Yeah. That is not happening at all no, in any it's stadium. The, it's just in the No. Oh my gosh. Isn't no. that weird? But what's so interesting weird is to see it like live. I'm announcing yeah, an empty football while it's going to be less empty they're going to give people some tickets, but uh, they still wanted me to announce so that it felt normal for the players. Right. Oh, I see. But we've talked about like a lot of what I announce is like what's at each concession stand, <laughs> which won't be open. And so I'm thinking I still might announce it. Like what would have been at the concession stand this evening is. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Nachos Grande. And and this is what I can always tell that nobody's listening to me because I say Nachos Grandes and Nachos Regular. <laughs> and I see like three people just turn around and look at me and I'm like, yeah, I made that up. <laughs> nice. Well, there are regular nachos, I guess. Right. Who's up next? Uh, I am. I have Chris, a do better. Yeah. I, and not only am I uh, sort of taking Brian's place, you know, in- introing the, the episode tonight, I am stealing his do better that he texted us earlier this evening. I thought so. you were going to complain about the mob. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. So, yeah, Brian texted this to us earlier. This is his do better that I'm going to share with you. And it reads, there's a Jeep Wrangler dangling off a cliff in California after some fool drove up a bike trail. So, <laughs> the Did picture you say of this, a Jeep trail? A, oh, I'm sorry, a bike trail. Oh, a bike trail. Yeah, well, I wouldn't take a Jeep up a bike trail. That no. doesn't make sense. And the pics of this are it's pretty insane. I'm sure we will link it. Yeah, we will. Um, and <laughs> if you look at the pictures, man, this guy was doing some off-roading. So it says, off-roading alone is rarely a good idea, and that's especially true when you're driving somewhere outside of your comfort zone. With no one to yank you from a rut, or worse yet, pull you out of your rig, if things get tippy, you're asking for trouble. It looks like a California Jeeper learned this for themselves sometime in the past few days as their Wrangler now sits abandoned atop a high-line hiking trail. And from the pics, you can see it's right along this this very narrow ridge that's almost cliff-like on both sides. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, and it says they were... Um, pictures were posted to Facebook... Almost immediately shared a thousand times over. There's little context to go off of. In fact, it wasn't even clear at first where they were. But, of course, there was some research done through uh, satellite images, and they think they located where this Jeep is. I'm interested to see how they get it out of there. Or do they? Right. Well, it goes on to say, like, there's no tow truck going here. No. Like, it looks like it's either a helicopter (laughs) or the wind. (laughs) <laughs> One of those two things are like the only way that this it, jeep is going to get like, down. Is it like uh like land shark there? Like it's like up on the ridge and it's like hung up. Yeah, it looks like it's hung up. Like it, it it's bottomed out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. It's not going to move. Um, 
it's not good. I mean, maybe you could get enough it people up there like, to push it. You but, can't ooh. figure out how they got out even, like, because isn't it like it's like it's a pretty steep drop. It looks like I it's. Mean, I mean, you can see how they drove out there. Yeah. But it just doesn't look like they planned ahead and realized that, oh, oh they this is going to get, this is going to, you know, this is going to be bad. I'm yeah. going to lose my entire vehicle. Yeah. So uh, do better. Do better. It's crazy. Dateline. Yeah. Romania. Oh. And apparently this was not recent uh, a couple years ago, but there was a 13-year-old boy. Uh, there was a three-year-old trapped in a pipe. And so the town people's. I don't know, townspeople. Sure. They dug a hole and dug it, and then they lowered this 13-year-old kid by his ankles into the pipe, which was barely wide enough for him to get in. That's an amazing story. And lowered him down the pipe to where the three-year-old was. And he grabbed the three-year-old, and they all hoisted the guy back out of the the kid, out of the pipe, and everybody lived happily ever after. So, A, can't do better that kid for being willing to go down and get the other. uh, Do better three-year-old. Don't be falling down their pipes. But can't do better. Come on, three-year-old. Townspeople coming alongside this young family. Um, But my favorite part of the story was somebody commented and wrote, this was in Romania a few years ago. The kid was rewarded by the town's mayor with a nice piece of land on his birthday. Wow, he's set. He appreciated what the kid did. Right. Um, And so I just love. Now, I've been to Romania. It's a lovely countryside. They have a lot of land. So maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. But sure. Sure. I love that he gave him, didn't, didn't give him 20 bucks. Didn't give him a thousand dollars. Give him land. You Freedom. want land. You want land. <laughs> right. You're better than Michael Scott That's at that point. Thing. That's right. Um, Mark said in content, context to uh, Chris's story, um, I don't I don't think you mentioned this, but you get fined for each day that that Jeep is on public land because oh, it's wow. an environmental hazard. Oh, man. So unless he like wiped, oh like filed gosh. down the VIN number, took all the prints off, took the license he's plate be off, paying every day until the Ooh. wind blows it down. That is tough. And Mark or knows he's about hire, his great outdoors. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he going to hire a helicopter pilot to go in. Ugh. Can I say about your story too, Jay? I watched that video. It's that thirteen-year-old, he isn't. Ju- I mean, he is gung. He is ready to help. Like game it's face. a beautiful. Yeah, he's got his yeah. game face on. He is. You know, getting instructions from the... This is my moment. Yeah, and yeah. he was ready to go, and man, it was amazing. Another podcast for another time. We might go to, why does my brain go to, wonder if that kid put the three-year-old in the pipe. <laughs> like, why? why can't it just be a good story? Why I already know be... I can go down there. Yeah, I'll make no. it look good. Right. I'll shut this kid down there. Feeling a little I'm guilty. Go down there. I guess I'll volunteer to help. <laughs> no, he was amazing. That's just uh, we know. And that's the way we like to end it. We like to end it on a high note. Um, thank you all for listening. That's it for episode 84. Please make sure to give us a like on social media and at lunchtime at Rome. Um, while you're there, please take the relational needs questionnaire and give us a good Google review as well. Thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in Rome. We will see you next week. See you guys. Bye. And I use like a variety of beans. I never use kidney beans. I feel like they're just too big or too. You have dialysis and gross. Uh, chili. Uh, right with no kidney. I don't know. I, just, I can't find it. Was it. Bad. Uh-huh. it was it's bad. Sorry, uh-huh. everybody. <laughs>